0: I mean, we're trying to come up with good universal themes, and it's not exactly the same for National Signing Day, but in an era where fewer high schoolers are being signed, teams are signing transfers, and frankly, leaving classes open, uh, there's different definitions to understanding your identity. Players you're going after, who you're targeting, who you're not targeting, and those are all parts that go in. And for Virginia Tech, one of those angles is also understanding that now that they've established themselves – they had four of the top 10 players in the Commonwealth of Virginia who ended up signing with Virginia Tech this year. It's not perfect. I don't know if it'll ever be, you know, 8, 9, 10 of the top 10 players in the Commonwealth, but as Brent Pry noted when he spoke with the media earlier today, that is becoming more of a focus, and because of their momentum, they've been able to make that more of a focus.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's challenging. I mean, there's, there's really good programs out there that do a, a great job recruiting. And, you know, and Coach Franklin and Penn State's one of them. Uh, they've done a nice job in the state of Virginia, and uh, it's, it takes a lot of work, a lot of investment to to try and turn that tide. And uh, you know, it's whether it's North Carolina, Penn State, South Carolina. I mean, everybody recognizes the talent that's in the state of Virginia, but it's still my belief that uh, you know we're, we we got to put ourselves in a in a position to keep the best players home. And it won't be all of them every year, but it needs to be enough of them uh, that recognize doing it here at home at Virginia Tech is the best thing for them.
0: Recruiting those players, identifying them, and, and it's, I mean, I, I know we can all roll our eyes in this. Keeping relationships with, if not the players, because it's technically illegal. I emphasize that part. To actually, and by illegal, this is not like legal definition illegal. This is like NCAA's definition of legal. But you're technically not supposed to contact guys while they are on rosters. But, you can always maintain relationships with their coaches and those that are around them to get an idea whether they are not happy on their roster and then maybe in bounce back opportunities they come to Virginia Tech in fact a strategy they used to bring in Aeneas Peebles who was the defensive lineman who transferred from Duke of course the other lineman Copeland Kamari Copeland who's from Virginia and was out in Iowa at Iowa Western that's kind of all part of the process and so that is more now than ever part of the identity of Virginia Tech football something that has been discussed and now has been written about at Roanoke.com with our next guest being the man who wrote that article. I would say pinned it, but I guess it's keyboarded it or maybe even voice texted it and then keyboarded it. Damian Sertilat, friend of ours in the fast lane from Roanoke.com. Dame, a pleasure to speak with you this signing day class for Virginia Tech. Not just the high schoolers, but the players that have come in via the transfer portal. How much does this speak to momentum gaining for Virginia Tech football in the Commonwealth that they can attract some high schoolers and be attractive enough for players that are looking for that second collegiate opportunity or maybe even third
1: yeah uh, i'll echo what you said earlier about tech in four of the top 10 if you go down the list a little bit more uh five of the top 25 and if you look at the rest of the classes like georgia and virginia were the only players with multiple commitments and that was two apiece uh, so, in one of the Georgia players, Chris Cole, for uh, was a finalist for. So Tech is making inroads there, and it's probably going to take some time. And, but uh, you know, when Frontel Mines and Derek Jones, the recruiting coordinators on the offensive and defensive sides respectively, uh, when we got a chance to talk to them, they both said the priority when you know they left campus the very first time to go recruiting was to um, build the relationships within the state, um, especially at the high school level, because th- those sort of eroded under Justin Fuente because uh, I think he was more focused on recruiting Texas because that's where he was familiar with versus, you know, Virginia. And Tech is starting to make some inroads there. And then you look at the recruiting uh, – the transfer portal, I'm sorry – you know, the guys that they bring in are from Virginia initially. I mean, uh, Kamari Copeland is from Virginia Beach. They add him. If you look at year previous year, Ollie Jennings from Richmond. Daquan Felton from, you know, the, the Hampton Roads area. So they're starting to repair that, and that goes a long way. And then to go back to your second point about the relationships and how that helps with the transfer portal um Derek Jones said um and his people's mother Gia was his wife's hairstylist for five years um, because Jones was on staff at Duke and helped recruit peoples to Duke because uh, people's from Raleigh so that was part of his recruiting area and then you know keep in touch with Facebook, with, you know, family members. And then, lo and behold, that relationship pays off to get him in the fold uh, when it comes to um, Virginia Tech. And same with Sam Bromfield, the linebacker from Middle Tennessee. Uh, Chris Marv was trying to recruit him to uh, Mississippi State when Marv was there. And then, you know, that relationship pays off uh, down the line uh, when it comes to, you know, getting him in the fold this year as a transfer. So uh, that certainly helped um, the case for, you know, getting those guys into the fold and, um, you know, should help moving forward because Virginia Tech's going to base transfer portal based off relationships. And if they don't have a relationship with the players, they hope they have a relationship with coaches, whether it be the college coach or the high school coach, to help, you know, get through the clutter and figure out if the kid's going to be a fit for them or not.
0: Damian Sertilat, insight is always a fit for us in the fast lane and at Roanoke.com. Dame, for Virginia Tech, it, it, their identity, there wasn't a ton of drama, it seemed. They lost a couple of guys uh, about month and a half, two months ago. Uh, but for the most part, they seem to keep it all together very well throughout this process. How much did identifying those type of players out of high school enable the Hokies to then focus in on the two defensive tackles, and the linebacker from Middle Tennessee who all gave their commitments earlier this week and uh, joined a a very strong class.
1: Yeah, and I'd be remiss not to mention the offensive tackle uh, or offensive lineman, Montavious Cunningham, from Georgia State who committed last week as uh, another transfer. Yeah, their recruiting class was wrapped up in late July, Um, and that's because when you start looking at the roster management, you figure – there are probably not going to be enough spots available uh, with who all else, who else is coming back. And to be honest, I think Tech wanted to sign twenty one, twenty two players today, um, especially getting maybe a few more out of the transfer portal to fit areas of need. But if you look at their scholarship chart for the spring, they're about at the max of 85. And then you're going to with the mid-year enrollees, and then you factor in, The five high school kids who are coming in, you're going to be over going into the summer. So uh, there's going to be some attrition. I think Tech would like to add a couple more pieces, uh, defensive line, uh, defensive tackle help, offensive line help, and then it's safety. But again, like you mentioned, with the way they were recruiting high school, they fit the areas of need that they for depth-wise through high school. Uh, to make sure you know they're set for the future, and then that way, you know, coming out of uh, the regular season, you're able to go and identify your areas of immediate need through the portal, and they're able to hit those uh, with Cunningham, with Peebles, with Copeland, and then with Bromfield. So, you know, they're not done yet, um, but it might take a while to get to the point of them finishing up because you're going to need some more attrition and then you're also going to to see what else happens um, heading into the spring
0: dame what does it say about this coaching staff and there are two of those versions of this question but the players they added in the transfer portal what does it say that they identified defensive tackle linebacker and offensive line is areas they wanted to target and while the work may not be done there they were at least in the early going able to identify players early that were realistic targets, and then tailor a pitch to secure their commitments.
1: Yeah, and it also helped like, with the way the transfer portal works is if your coach gets fired, you can enter the portal immediately. That helped with Sam Brumfield's case because Tech was able to go through, evaluate linebacker. He was the main, he was the top option for him, and they were able to go and recruit him immediately. Uh, so that certainly helped. But if you look at the 30 players they offered in the transfer portal – it was very heavy offensive line, very heavy defensive line. Some linebackers were in there, and they, you know, mix in some other positions as well, just to get some peelers. Uh, but you know, based on who they, you know, offered, they knew where they were going. And the staff over this year and even last year has done a good job of identifying the needs, the immediate needs. Last year, wide receiver overhaul check, um, and Whatever other positions you need, defensive end, Antoine Paul Rowland, check. Uh, Versatile defensive back, Derek Canteen, check. So now you're hoping the same happens with these guys you bring in. Does Cunningham come in and play guard to provide some depth there? That's a big boost. Bromfield's probably going to come in and be able to contend for a starting job at Mike Linebacker immediately. And if those guys pan out, you say, Tech for a second year in a row, identified needs, found the people who could help, and they made an impact check check. So, uh, you know, that's where you're at, and um, it's going to get to a point where they're going to be far more pickier in the transfer portal because of what they've done in the high school ranks and, the, and identifying who fits their program, developing them, and having them ready to fill in when there is an opening.
0: All of those are keys for Virginia Tech. The other part to the importance for virginia tech is pretty much everybody they wanted to retain through the transfer portal or declaring early for the nfl draft they have returned what out of that grouping of players that are coming back quarterback running back wide receiver and defensive back the positions most noted what out of that group do you believe caused the coaching staff maybe the most uh, heartache and you know heartburn of whether a player would return or not
1: Probably wide receiver core because that's four of them versus, you know, one cornerback in Dorian Strong, one defensive end in Antoine Powell-Ryland, and then, you know, Bachelot, Tootin at running back. It's four wide receivers. And to get four back, that's big because now, I mean, I guess for Fontel Mines, he, you know, it was more of a Tums relief for him uh, to say, okay, I got these four guys back, and now I have – five freshmen and two sophomores who have a chance to learn from these guys for another season for four of them. or Sorry, five of them. So now they got got more time to develop. Um, You just hope that it doesn't turn into heartburn later with those guys waiting, 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 and then saying, well, my time's not coming. I'm probably going to go into the transfer portal. So it's It's sort of a double-edged sword. Um, you know, getting those wide receivers back is big because not only for, it helps for Kyron Jones going into the off season because, you know, he knows who he's going to be throwing to and you've got a rapport with him already, Sans Jennings. Um, so, um, yeah, that definitely took a, took a big, you know, what if off the board for Tech and, um. Certainly helps moving forward, and I think Strong was a close second just because now you know you got Strong and Delane as cornerbacks, and you can develop Lovett and Johnson uh, right behind them. All
0: key points, and many more will be coming soon at Roanoke.com and Damian Sortelet on twitter dame thank you for your time as always today in the fast lane we appreciate it very much and we'll certainly stay in touch but in the meantime merry christmas to you and yours and uh, look forward to speaking again in the new year
1: Absolutely, Ed. Merry Christmas to you and yours, and uh, talk to you soon.
0: Damien Sordolette with us in the fast lane. We will pivot away from his current team, the Virginia Tech Hokies, the team he currently covers, to the one he used to cover, the Liberty Flames, with somebody who has spent many nights on press row and in the press box with Damien Sordolette and myself, John Manson from a next here in the fast lane.